0: So how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. You okay. told me you died last night at the Exford. What? <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up.
1: Yeah, I died.
0: But to be fair, for those who don't know, the Exford is uh, its considered the Bear Pit. It's ha- it happens during the comedy festival at the Exford Hotel. It's a tough room, but to be fair to John, he did a lot of fucking crowd work last night. Word gets out, man. Holy shit. Man, it, it's <laughs> rolled up in the Herald Sun at my doorstep in the morning. <laughs> John died. dies at the expert. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, yeah. Well, that's basically yeah. It died. I was on first. The lady that was emceeing it got in my head. Who was what, it? Oh
0: yeah, um, Nikki.
1: Yep. Because I was on first, and I had all this sweet energy, and then, uh, but then it took ages for him to set up, and then she gave this big speech about, uh, the people coming up, never tried it before. They're all new, and I was like, oh, they're gonna think I'm all. All new. And Wouldn't like, that calm you and make you go fuck yeah? Wait till they see this. Hey yeah. No. Oh yeah. I not know. They got my head in the other way, and I was. Like, but then I was like, ah, it doesn't matter, and um, I got over it. But then the first thing I did is when I I walked up and took the stand off stage, and put it down, I fell off the stage. Oh no. And then all my insecurities about being new. They can't trust that anymore. No. You lose it's a it's, lot of fucking trust if you slip up on stage. Yeah, I like fell off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, that honestly didn't bother me. I was like, eh, whatever. But then I heard and sensed the whole crowd. They're like, ooh. And then in my mind, I was like, I was like, no, no, like, there's nothing. It's not. And then, like, I tried to save it by doing a fake limp, which they didn't appreciate. Because well, they knew you were putting on a fake limp. No, I tried to do a, a fake limp as a joke. But then I think I just looked at it like granddad trying to make you laugh. Yeah. So uh, then it was all over from there. I did, some, did a little bit of crowd work and no, nothing happened then i then i was like i kind I started i did like two minutes of nothing and then
0: what's two minutes of nothing just hey how you doing what's your name blah blah blah
1: a little yeah a little bit of talking and then just well, i felt like the the right thing to do was to not rush and just show that i wasn't like panicking or anything like i wasn't sweating or anything like that i was um i was calm and comfortable but i wasn't in a good energy And then, um, I said to like this girl, like, how do you, what's your advice on recovering from falling off the stage? And she said, tell funny jokes. And then, uh, well, but then I said, well, you guys are in luck because I have fucking phenomenal jokes (laughs) and that brought him back a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, now I can slide back in. Yeah. And then I went I saw this in the news the other day started to tell my old man joke, and then some dude in the audience said something that got the, a massive laugh like he just blew the roof off the place. yeah it's hard to top that. And I was like, "Fuck, what do you say?" And I was like, "What what do you say?" And then some girl goes, "Prince Philip died today. He just died two hours ago and you're like, you're telling an old man joke." Oh. And then I was like, oh, "I did I didn't know that." And then it was all over from there. I was like, does anyone care? And then there was like 50% of people at least were fucking royal aficionados. Yeah, because it was like British tourists,
0: right? It's a lot of British
1: backpackers. Oh, days. really? That could explain it. I didn't know anyway. Yeah, so. the
0: expert. It's, um, Oh, yeah, it's heaps of British people. The Irish would have been wrapped. They would have been fucking guzzling points celebrating the death of
1: that old cunt. Yeah, because I was pretty much going, no, nah, fuck him. He's dead. Fuck him. Yeah, but anyway, that, that, um, yeah, it didn't go. didn't go well. But to me, it was a real good bomb. Like,
0: Have have a drink. You, I know you wanted some water, but I was going to say, for those who haven't seen John perform, he, he's one of the comics that turns over a lot of material all the time. So to be fair to you, you do always try and do something new every time I've seen you. Whereas I tend to like uh, gravitate towards my set and like to veer off in tangents. You yeah. like to try different, complete new stuff. And I think last night you went in. I've seen you do crowd work before many times. Uh, is that just your the, your way of approaching stand up to keep you entertained while you're on stage? Because a lot of comics suffer from uh, dead behind the eyes. Have you heard that when you're doing yeah, the yeah, same yeah. shit over and over?
1: Mm. I think I get dead behind the eyes, and then I I feel like people are going, "Oh, like John's only John's only got one joke," you know, yep. that sort of thing. And, yeah which is pretty stupid but that's what I that's what I think
0: hey we've all got demons that's what we hear, man yeah my biggest yeah. demon is um when i'm on stage people are going to shout out the punchline before i get to it that's my biggest yeah. fear so i try and like craft jokes that you won't see the punchline coming yeah or not craft them i mean you know how i write i try and like i don't want you to see the punchline even if it's a shit joke and doesn't get a good laugh as long as you don't see it coming cuz then the magic's over for me
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like... I can see the fishing line, you know? I'm fucking most jokes that I do, it takes me maybe like five or ten times before I get comfortable that someone's not going to... That it it isn't just like people are going to see it coming. So, like, I'm real, like, tentative up up front. I kind of get over it, but, like, I worry exactly the same thing.
0: Well, you're very critical about your stand-up. Your approach to stand-up is... I've seen it a few times in my career as a performer. You treat stand-up like... uh, sometimes like an athlete treats his exercise like you're you won't you won't drink you're very strict Um, you'll follow you'll even watch your diet because it puts you in a good headspace yeah you know like you're really into it and i think it's good i like being around you because that energy i know this is fucking gay as fuck right now but it does spread and i do like it because it there is an element of truth in you got to surround yourself around successful people and people that are like you like uh, for example, I toured Europe with a handful of comics in um, I, the, the years irrelevant, but they were binge drinking and doing heaps of coke yeah, all across Eastern good. Europe. And the material
1: suffered. Yeah. I don't know. How you, who, who sustains that? Who? How many people do that shit and keep going and do well? It can be done. There's a lot of comics
0: in uh, early 20s, in their mm. early 20s that do it. And don't forget um, the price per, you know, the price is ridiculously Coach cheap. Is cheap, yeah. yeah. Very fucking cheap.
1: Yeah. Fucking Rory Low was off his tits. I said it the other night.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had. Um. He needed to go for a COVID test. Big time. He like. Yeah, yeah. Runny nose salt. and everything.
1: <laughs> he had all the symptoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway.
0: But he, he, I had no idea my mic was out. I was on stage at the Expo oh, and my got, mic wasn't working. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm on stage and I'm shouting my material and I'm like in the back of my head, I'm going, is the fucking mic on? And then all of a sudden I see Rory in front of me just go, hello, mate, just plug it in for you, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Plugs then, it in and I'm like, what the fuck's going
1: on? What's he doing here? Then he gave you an uplifting speech. Did he? Yeah. He goes, he goes, there's mics on everyone. Give him a round of applause. He's still going despite what's happening. <laughs> 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 when those <was> toddlers, <laughs> yeah, our uh, fucking catsy got uh, accosted by toddlers the other night at the Exford. Uh, they came up and started yelling at you. Yeah, He's that's you.
0: That was that did
1: spook me. Yeah, because
0: I haven't had that in a very very long time.
1: I don't think you get spooked on stage. Right? I didn't think like I was... I was spooked, like, but you couldn't you... tell, right? No, I couldn't tell if you were like yelling at You, like, yelled at him and said, like, if you want to go, I'm a psycho. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's me losing it.
1: Yeah, but I couldn't tell if that was, you were just making a decision to go, that's the best way to handle this in the moment, or if you were getting a bit rattled. So it didn't really... Both. Both at the same time.
0: Like a pie chart, 80%, this is the best way I can do this, 20%,
1: I'm rattled. 20% rattled, yeah. That's Yeah. That's what happens to me as well in situations, I think. Like, I always feel like mostly I always feel like I'm in control even if it's spiraling out but then I guess in a way you, your options they do that pie chart thing where mm. it's yeah 20 like if I if I was in a completely calm space I would have these three options that are quite good but the more chaotic it gets maybe I've got 10 options and only three of them are good and mm. then you just kind of yeah you getting so you're not really in control i guess yeah What
0: well, have you ever lost complete control i have in. i have maybe twice in my life on stage and i had to walk both time one time was seven minutes in the other time was like five minutes in yeah it was just horrific i couldn't bring it back and they they were even chanting boo get off get off and how I, many years in were you I was 12
1: 13 oh really yeah this Fucking is nice yeah it's good that feels good.
0: Good to hear. Yeah, well, the, what happened was I set myself up poorly because I was at a club in Bournemouth and yep. there was a couple of guys in the dunny having fun racking up. Yeah. And I spotted them in the front row and I singled them out. Yeah. And then the bouncer came over to look who I pointed to and oh. I just gave them away. You fucking snitched. I snitched. So I'm a fucking rat. That's fucking bad times. And I tried to weave it into my set and then the, the girl behind... Had an inflatable penis because it was a hens party, and she goes. <laughs> that sounds like the worst.
1: <laughs> I was horrific. Hens, hens party, hens party is the worst ever. If anyone wants to know,
0: yeah, if, if we're, for those from the from mates in the UK, you know what I'm talking about. Bournemouth Comedy Club, which we did every Saturday night, was stags and hens.
1: Oh, really? That toughened toughen was, you up.
0: It was fuck yes, man. It was tough. It was like the sing, the best editing department. That existed for stand-up comedy. Like, you took five minutes of material there. You could whittle it down to one minute. It made your word economy so fucking good. You had to just
1: get to the point. That's what you did on at the expert after those toddlers attacked you. You yeah. won, condensed all your shit and banged through it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, see, that happened at the back of my mind. I didn't even want to do that. I wasn't conscious of it. I just realized that attention is waning. I have yeah. to hurry the fuck up. Yeah. And that's what I think a comic can learn to do over time is know what's needed at a situation yeah that's why i feel
1: like i have to get that stuff into muscle memory because i don't Mm. feel my like my conscious intelligence like 57 maybe 70 percent of the time 50 to 70 percent of the time is there for me Mm. and then years of muscle memory and situation is really what's gonna what's gonna get me through
0: well how long have you been going now 10 years 10 so I'm double 19
1: yeah so it's in there
0: once you hit I didn't feel comfortable until tw- uh, 13 14 maybe 15
1: comfortable on stage
0: yeah till I like knew what I wanted to say and felt comfortable in my skin yeah because before that I was you know manufacturing laughs just to get to a punchline that is going to appease a yeah. crowd rather than have something to say. And I think a really good comedian who finds a way to stand out from all the other comics is someone who can have a differing point of view and be unique and have someone not be able to, yes, of course, lift their material, but not be able to pull it off successfully. Yeah. Like if you look at Lewis CK's material written down on paper, you'll struggle to find the punchline.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's very, very true.
0: But when you, when you watch it, it's, can see it jumping out only he can sell it
1: yeah that's it well that's yeah that's what a good comedian is when no one else can do your material that's Mm. when you're yeah, that's when you're doing the real good shit Mm. that's where you get to get to all right yeah i reckon i I think i got uh, another five years until i would consider myself good like what i would say good i think five more years of this trajectory so that, that makes me happy, though, i I keep yeah keep going along in five years, unless something crazy happens, I should be like pretty fucking happy with what, what's happening. Yeah, uh,
0: nothing's going to stop you, man. I mean, I've seen you enjoy a death on stage, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I couldn't watch it. Like, even David Boyle couldn't either. <laughs> David Boyle walked out, and I, like, followed him out. And I'm like, could you stomach that? He goes, I can't fucking stomach yeah. him when he's enjoying that. I did, like, another 10 minutes after that as yeah. well. Yeah,
1: it was such a shit gig. But I fucking love. I no, I love. There's different. There's different perfect perfect storms that I love. And there's a certain perfect storm of some shitty gig with the right shitty open micers in it, where that's the that's the most free and happy that I feel. Mm. I feel more free and happy with those guys not like just like staring at me, going "What the fuck's going on?" Mm. than I do with like. Just riding the wave of like a hundred people yeah. applauding and yelling because yeah. I've got like a whole list of new shit. Nothing matters. Who are these people? And then it's kind of um, I just get to go on stage and oh, that's my my biggest lost control moment that I recall was in Perth.
0: Yeah, and that was uh,
1: Green Faces Comedy Competition. Yeah, I'm mm. familiar with that. I don't know if it's still around, but I did that. How was
0: how, this like first or second year in?
1: First year in. Maybe six months in, which in Perth is maybe 15 gigs in, mm. um, maybe 10 or 15. I had my set that I five minute set that I was doing, but Green Faces was 10 minutes, I think. And I went on stage and I had like my set plus five minutes of new stuff that I memorized that, you know, that old thing everyone says when they start in front of the mirror a thousand times. And I'd only ever been in really nice, friendly rooms with a crowd that's just locked in. Yeah, like that's that's a luxury of starting in Perth. There's no shitty open mics anywhere or anything. It's just big, beautiful crowds. You don't get many gigs, but how do you
0: cut your teeth then? You just slowly in front of proper crowds. Yeah, like I st-
1: started out at the the very start was the Laugh Resort. Yeah, I've done that room. Yep. They'd do three open micers at the end of the show. So that was kind of not big, juicy crowds, but people that had seen a show, and then and this is the open mic people hang around. If you want to hang around and watch, mm. these guys give them a chance. So they were in a good mood, juiced up, and it, well, it wasn't very brutal. And then um, you know, Lazy Susan's and a couple of other places, and then if you're kind of good, you get nice gigs. Um because I guess there's like a less of a pool of people. Like in Melbourne, everyone's... The average in Melbourne is above the average in Perth, it feels like. So you just, yeah, bigger, bigger, friendlier crowds. And I, at least I hadn't encountered anyone in the audience not paying attention or talking or whatever. And so at Green Faces, I was on stage. And it was like three or four minutes in. And I wasn't like doing well. But there was people, I could hear them off like talking like in the crowd, like around the bar or something like that. And uh, I remember that's, I was like, how do I deal with that? Mm. And then out of my like pie chart of options, I thought the best thing to do would just be like to yell at them. See,
0: press pause there because what's happening right now on stage is you've got your performance and then something has entered your brain uh, 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 something that's taken your focus off. Yeah. So you're starting to wobble now because your brain isn't focusing on the setup because meanwhile, while while you're going, who the fuck is talking? Words are still coming out of your yeah. mouth. Yeah. So this is where a comic can start bu- uh, tripping up, losing words in his setup yeah. or her setup rather. And that's how the wheels come undone. Yeah.
1: And then this was, so I was pretty much off to, off to my right and then... I just uh, stopped, and I thought I was gonna yell this in like some sort of funny way, somehow or something. But it came out, so my voice was like so super loud, like someone that was angry as fuck. And I think I might have been angry, but then it was shrill at the same time. <laughs> and I just yelled out, um, "So I'm going, hey, 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 ha, 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 hey, hey, ho, 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 And then I go, "Shut the fuck up, you mother!" Fuckers! <laughs> and then everything just stops, and then I go, Ha ha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember that. Fuck? And it was just fucked after that. Everyone, I think my parents were there and stuff. Holy I, shit. Yeah, it's, it's like you just eating dinner, and then your dad gets up and beats yeah. the shit out of your mum, and then goes, uh, eat your peas. Yeah. Fucking hell.
0: What do your parents think of your stand-up? My mum and dad have never... They're Greek. They're old in their 70s. They've never seen me perform stand-up comedy. They've never seen it? No, they just wouldn't get it. They'd be like, how much are they paying you? When do you get paid? This is ridiculous. Why are you swearing? They've
1: never, ever seen
0: it. Never seen me. They'd hear me on the radio when I was on Nova, but...
1: That wouldn't have made them happy, huh?
0: Not really, because I left a a corporate job. Oh. So in my mum's eyes, she's like, you wake up in the morning, you put on a suit and tie... You drive to an office, you're utilizing your degree that you got from university, and you're a functioning member of society, and you're on your way to purchasing a house. You're working up the corporate ladder. You've given all that up to now wearing jeans, a t-shirt, on radio, talking shit on a microphone. So that's what they can't understand because they came here to this country to start a brand new life of building materialistic Wealth, because they came from extreme poverty. So the way they yeah. surrounded themselves as a security blanket was to accrue assets.
1: Yeah, that's it. They're, they're living in super, super reality, like harsh reality. Harsh. Where, um, yeah. You know, I don't, that's, how, that's how that works, is that generations of people like that or people from places like that, you're, you're living in a world where to accomplish all that shit that you and me are like, whatever... Mm. To to accomplish that is actually an amazing, satisfying, meaningful thing, and all and also the um the risk reward the risk of not doing that is real fucked up. Is that? Can I just ask you? Is do you think the
0: pendulum's going to swing? Do you think the next generation will go fuck you, granddad? You used to have smashed avocados. That's why you never had a fucking house. I'm saving to buy a house because you never did, and mum never did, and dad never did, so I'm going to save and get a house. Like, is that, do you think it works like that?
1: I think it works like probably people like you and me have grown up with a feeling of everything's going to be all right. <laughs> yes. Like, everything's going to be all right, everything's secure, no matter what happens. Yeah. But everything's cool. Which is a bit of an illusion, but then that gives you the ability. Oh, it's fairly, it's fairly, it's fairly true, but it gives you the ability to just throw caution to the wind and go. I'm going to do this and take for granted yeah. the blood, sweat, and tears it took to give you the privilege to be yeah. able to say that. So, if yeah, like if you had a kid and you were like feeding it cornflakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner while you pursued your artistic career.
0: Yeah, that's y- you're a cunt.
1: Yeah, then, but uh, that kid would be like, "Oh, life's shaky." Like my my mate uh, that I grew up with, he he came from like real low socioeconomic, no stability, no anything, and um, he was like, "So with my mind, I was like, I want to, I want to be a comedian. I want to uh, go to film school, study this, and I'll do something like this whatever." And he's like, "I want to get a small apartment. I'd love to have a fridge." You know, he, and he's like, it's he's staples. yeah, he's he's getting all that shit together, yeah. and then he's like, in his in his apartment with his fridge, and he's got a washing machine and a dryer, and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, man, like he, that's him, he's already made it to superstar status, yeah, and then he's like, all right, now I want to like get a house, and, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this idiot doing? Now he's got like a house and he's all set up and shit, mm. because that yeah, he is on a different sort of. Whereas yeah. in my universe, I'm like, everything's always going to be good no matter what, which it's not. But that's, that's kind of like how You've I've been... Ve-
0: you're zen about it.
1: Zen about it. And just also, I was I was raised in a very stable thing, stable environment. And then when my... Even for my parents, when they were struggling, they kept their shit together and made everything stable for me and my sister with a lot of love and stuff. So that's ingrained so everything. you came from a good background? Yeah, everything's all right. Everything's good. Even like when... T- it took me until... Couple of years. I'm 41 now. Maybe when I was 39ish, I started to think, "May oh, maybe like maybe bad things are real." And that's I've like. What do you mean,
0: maybe bad things are real? What do you mean?
1: Like everything's just was very light to me. Even though like my mum died, I've had like partners with illness and everything like that, but still, it never really clicked. Like there can be true the true horror that the world can give you, and uh, I don't know what I don't know why. Was that because you were sheltered with too much love? I think sheltered with too. My sister says we were sheltered. Yeah,
0: there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's but do you think that on the spectrum you were you were on one side too much? Your your parents should have let you go skateboarding without
1: a helmet a few times. Well, I did do. Like, like fuck do- up, and I did do dodgy, risky fuck up stuff, but I was just always like, everything is something I don't know, the parenting or something. I was just like, don't know. No matter what happens, everything is always gonna be all right. But well, that's a great attitude. It's a great attitude, but pathologically so. Even as things are not all right,
0: I'd be like, everything
1: is all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean. That can be fucking cuckoo, especially if you're a captain in a, in a cockpit of a mm. plane and the wings have fu- are fucked off and you're going, everything's going to be all right, passengers. Yeah. No, it's not. Like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So you've got to have a touch with reality. Yeah. You've got to have yeah. your f- finger yeah. on reality. Yeah. But I'm of the opinion, Aristotle said that there's nothing a rational brain can't handle. So I'm like, if I stay rational, <laughs> it, whatever happens in life, I'll be okay. Because I think I'm solid enough to handle tough shit now i think and i'm not after too much either i'm just after 3 or 4 hours of stand up until i die yeah and oh from here till you die from here till i die when i'm 70 i want to have 3 or 4 hours
1: oh you are oh, you mean like accrued a accrued material yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 and yeah that's good You're i've got to start
0: laying down video and like recording my sets you know so i'll do all that and i want to pay off this unit and the, and sit me done yeah. And surfing and that's it. And yeah. meditating and mushrooms. Like really fucking minimalistic life.
1: I think I think that is that will make you very very happy. And if I
0: find that. a bird bonus.
1: Yeah, that sounds real real good to me. But do you ever have like brushes with things where um that make you go oh oh shit. Yeah, like, I feel like like me personally a lot of times I've lacked the imagination to understand true horror and awfulness that can happen. So I haven't don't, haven't been worried about stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this will be good. But then every now and then you get like a little glimpse into how bad things can quickly swing. And go, I don't know if I'd be able to deal with that. Like, here's the, it's like an analogy for that is like watching a movie where someone's getting uh, tortured and they're like going, like, I'll never give you the information. And I'll be, I think to myself... While I'm watching that movie, yeah, I would never give the information either. No, you'll that, talk straight that, away, I reckon. Yeah, but that's what I'll feel. But then I'll, like, uh, bang my bang my thumb or something, <laughs> and it, I'll be like, fuck! And then I'll just think, that that's enough. Like, yeah, like... Yeah, you break. I just am too stupid to yeah. remember what pain is like. Yeah. So it's the same with the horror of life and then judging yourself to be strong enough. Like, I'll be right. It's like, hmm maybe your imagination isn't good enough. Well,
0: you know, they say who was well, the Scandinavians have a proverb, which says many become brave when they're brought to bay. What's that, oh, what's that mean? Many become oh. brave when they're brought to bay. When, hit, yeah. when shit hits the fan, whether you like it or not, you just have to get brave. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I believe in that. I do genuinely believe in that. I've never been in a dangerous situation, but I, you know, it's fight or flight. And yeah, I, and yeah. S- most people, people who don't think they've got it in them, actually do.
1: Do yeah. Oh, actually, I've heard that as well. That most people are incredibly resilient. Um, mm. And I think, oh, I think even if you just look at look around it, anyone that's getting older, like your parents and stuff like that, all their friends fucking dying and health and shit like that, and they're still putting on a smile at the dinner and shit like that. So, yeah, I guess you just keep stepping up. Yeah, but well, I think I think some things are just fuck you up completely, or or maybe you just continually transcend yourself. Maybe maybe that feeling of fucking, you know, the thing is, like a such a, if you go through like a super horrific situation. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think you get torn apart, and you're different when you come out. But fuck the, the, yes. The different thing that when you come out is something that can deal with that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, 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 yes. Wholeheartedly. Yes. Have you heard of a book called The Wave? Mm-hmm. It was, I, I read it during lockdown. Um, it's, it's the darkest thing I've ever read. It was about, uh, an Indian mother who was holidaying in Thailand with her entire family. This is, this is true. True. She's holidaying in Thailand with her entire family, including extended family.
1: Oh, I know where this is going.
0: Tsunami. Everyone's wiped out except her. Fuck. So the book's called The Wave, and she goes into her journey, attempted suicide many times, and coming out the other end, like you said, a different human being. So Mm -hmm. she basically had to overcome her situation by realizing she has to go in a cocoon. Yeah, and either emerge a butterfly like yeah. that's how she painted this whole thing. Yeah, I'm not being like gay and shit. Like, so I know you can't say that <laughs> anymore. But yeah, <laughs> that's her. Um, but yeah, so basically, she's like, um, I had to transition. I had to become yeah. a new human being. Yeah. Otherwise, I was gonna. So in a way, she,
1: she died. She died. <laughs> she died in that wave as well. And that's that's, that's the, what the, happens. That's the poetic. end. Yeah, that's what happens. You you die in that, or what you once were is a tiny little part of you, and then the new you is this thing here. And I also think, though... This is dark shit, by the way. Sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i told, talk about whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you reckon... Her? The other thing is, like, now, like, if you know her, inviting her to, like, the get-togethers and stuff like that, that's just heavy if you know her, having her around, you know? It's like... Well, yeah. And, and then connecting with other people because this is what living in reality like the reality of the world that you live in is shit like that happens and that can happen to you at any time so, yes it's the opposite of a
0: lot I win dark shit like that is out there
1: yeah and it, stuff like that can happen at any anytime and that's the reality that you live in and then my kind of question is To live in that r- real reality, like now that's happened to her, mm. she's still living in the same world that she was living in before that happened. Yeah. But now, she doesn't have to use her limited imagination to imagine that, and she, like now, she has a philosophy and a st- and a toughness that allows her to deal with that. Absolutely. W- to l- to deal with actually how the world is. Yes. <coughs> we haven't gone through that. <laughs> we, as yet, don't have a philosophy within ourselves to deal with that yeah. horror. If that happened, we would either s- kill ourself, yeah, become depressed, alcoholic or whatever, or shrink away into, like, die in the other direction yeah. even if we're alive, or do what she did, become stronger yeah. and come up philosophy and become the person. The person yeah. she is, if we wanted to truly accept what the world is like... I feel like we would have to be like her now. You see what I'm saying? Without that shit happening to us.
0: But you can't be her until you go through that. It's almost like saying, be prepared for breakups, but you've never been through a breakup, ever. You don't know what a breakup is like until you've been through a horrific breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Before a horrific breakup, you're like, oh, it'll be all right. You've still got this Disney romance of love. Yeah. But once you've gone through a horrific breakup, you, you come out the other end going, fuck, I understand about human beings on a deeper level how yeah. flawed we are. I understand what it means to be have longevity in a relationship, yeah. the boredom, and now I know what it means to be in love after being through a horrific breakup. So now I'm ready. But yeah. prior to that, you can we, you can sit here and yeah you got to go through you it you can't learn it from a book you, go, you got to go through it you got to go
1: through it but then so that's like you don't know about the actual reality of existence if you haven't gone through it or oh, so you're talking
0: about we haven't lived because that part of life is unexamined the,
1: like I, like the the joy and beauty of the world and the brutality of the world that's all like every it's all that is what reality is and then like, as far as your experience of either of those things goes is to the extent that you know and understand what existence is what is actually e- existence in the in the world like so what the, you, what the world actually is
0: i'm trying to understand what you're saying so you're saying she's existed more than us
1: she now has a deeper understanding of the world that all of us are living in
0: Absolutely. fucking yeah and then, 100% yeah
1: and then we've got like this like and, we can, and imagine
0: we can, if she can come to a comedy club and laugh now, wholeheartedly. Yeah, That's yeah. what an amazing human being.
1: I Hopefully I'll get to the level where I'm such a good comedian I can do a few roast wavy tsunami jokes at her, <laughs> crack her up. Oh, <laughs> That'd be so That's cool. the level I'd like to be at. She comes up and asks me afterwards, you guys got a pod? <laughs> yeah. We're filming no. at the beach. Ah, give her a hug. Fuck, well, That is the true genius of a comic <laughs> right there. If you can pull that off. Well, that's what I want.
0: <laughs> the way you said you rode my son like a boogie boy. <laughs> Gold.
1: <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, but yeah, so that's the thing. She's got the, the we're not we're not really living in reality. We've got like the you, I hear that story from you and I'm like that's that's terrible and that kind of is like a little mm-hmm. that's a projection of the reality that of the world that we're living in, but all right. So
0: yeah. let me let me let me does this help you understand like for example, now me, my personal experience, yeah, I am very grateful that I went through a horrific relationship. Yeah. I'm very grateful for it. Although I haven't got time for that other person. Yeah. I'm very grateful I went through that because I'm now deeper mm-hmm. and I'm a well more refined human being as a yeah. result. Yep. I'm I'm real and I understand Richard Pryor's joke. Well, not really joke, but he made a comment when I was a kid watching one of his v- VHS tapes. And he said, you're not, a, you're not a man until a woman's broken your heart. Yep. And I didn't get that. that. That stayed with me for years. And now I get it. Man in terms of a sense of like a deeper understanding of the real world, what it is to experience. Yeah. So I guess now a comic would say, you're not a human being unless someone else has broken your heart. To bring it into twenty twenty one, but he was drawing from personal experience. That's why he said the word man.
1: Yeah, I think good, good, uh <laughs> good. Safe. <laughs> good fact tracking on music. <laughs> PC warrior is going to shoot me. Well, uh, I think yeah, having brutal shit happen to you Ugh. is good, and it will make you stronger. Hey, we can you reference
0: it. it to stand up. You're not. A, you don't become a good, refined, all rounded comedian
1: unless you're fucking. Died. Yeah, you need it. But the so the only in my opinion, the only reason the only time we'd be good not to experience brutal shit is if you're living in a universe where you're never going to experience, experience brutal shit and when no one's experiencing brutal shit. But
0: So you have to have that yin and yang sort of thing, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, you need it. Like otherwise you're not living in
0: So you have to have evil as well as good. Things have to happen in pairs, like I mean particles exist with a symmetrical force here we go
1: <laughs> it's true though yeah for, for
0: every particle yeah. in physics there's an opposite an antiparticle. there's a plus there's also a minus there's a pos- there's an electron which is negative charge there also exists a positron yes yeah. always these symmetrical particles so to use that in philosophy you have good. You got to have evil. You have funny. You got to have sad. You got to have everything because that's the balance of the universe. But I made a promise before I did this podcast to because uh, you pulled me up on this rightly. So um, I'm not going to talk about physics and be preachy. Yeah, but I'm just interested in what your analysis is of it because no one has talked about what you think about the whole concept of it. So
1: you mean what physics related to in terms values? of
0: in terms of like um. I know I'm jumping topics now, but in terms of um, parallel universes, for those who don't know, we have differing, differing opinions. For those who don't know, uh, in a nutshell, we're not going to go over it, but scientists actually like the highest scientists in the world that that are studying in the most renowned universities across the globe, some of them, most of them believe that the universe exists uh, with parallel worlds. Where there's heaps of Johnny Katzs
1: and there's heaps of uh, well, John Doors. It's not. It's not most of, Copenhagen interpretation still has the majority, which is which, sh- which shut up and calculate. Shut up and calculate. Okay, so don't, don't, don't read think about, into it. Don't, yeah, don't look at it. Don't think about it. It's instrumentalism.
0: Okay, so parallel universe is a.
1: It's it's less so many worlds or multiverse. I think it's called. Multiverse. So the Copenhagen last survey they did of physicists was like. 40 percent or something like that and then many worlds was maybe 20 ish or something but it's creeping higher okay yeah um but as far as all the nerdy stuff that i've listened to the many worlds is simply the best explanation of all the maths like you even fucking Okay. Schrodinger or Heisenberg or someone. So sit
0: with that for a second. You genuinely yeah. believe there's like heaps of you out there in other universes, which we can yeah. never get to by the way. They so, say you can't jump in a spaceship and go there. Yeah, it's so too far away.
1: It's not even it's not even far away. It's not it's not touching. It's it's diff- it's, a, it's a different dimension.
0: Right. You can't but there's other John Doors. Would you lock yeah. that in? There's a button that says yes or no. You've got to tick a box. Like I, I
1: would put, if I, ha- if you made me put money yeah. on which interpretation yeah. of the data is correct, um, I would put my money on many worlds. Okay. And yeah, if we, if we could like find out which was the most accurate representation, then well, I don't know how much money I'd... G- I'd put like... 20% of all the money that I have on it easily.
0: The many worlds interpretation lends a good argument to uh, Hugh Hefner because here he was in this dimension, in this universe, living in a playboy mansion with all these playboy girls. Yeah. Like how bizarre is that? In all these infinite other universes, he's a
1: factory worker.
0: Yeah. Pushing shit uphill like every
1: worker that's just jerking off, looking to <laughs> looking at young women in this world. He's got a mansion, and yeah. young women come to him. To him, and so yeah, he jerks off in front that's of.
0: That's a them. great argument for many yeah. worlds exists.
1: Yeah, anything that is possible, anything that's allowed by the laws of physics. Yeah, definitely is happening somewhere.
0: And so. to break it down to, for my mechanic cousins who listen, every time you buy a lotto ticket. Yeah, you win. You win in another you win universe. You win somewhere. So somewhere, you get that. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's the science. I can't get into the science, but I know I I, I would enjoy reading about the people. So yeah, Niels Bohr was a goalkeeper who who, yeah. who contributed a lot to quantum physics. Yeah, and then there was a guy called Rutherford. He discovered that atoms are pretty much empty. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it, but he got so spooked that the next morning when he woke up he had this fear that he was going to fall through the ground. Yeah. Uh, And he needed like psychological help to help him overcome the fact that the universe around us is made of atoms and they're quite empty. So he got spooked by that. Then there was this other motherfucker called Erwin Schrodinger who developed the famous wave equation that we've been trying to wrestle with poorly um, (laughs) explaining. But basically the wave equation is go and Google it. But Schrodinger had his epiphany, um, by leaving his wife and going I up to a think. chalet in the snow oh, and organizing yeah. an orgy yeah 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 and in the midst of a wild passionate fucking orgy this motherfucker stumbles on the famous wave equation and scribbles it down for those of you who don't understand quantum physics you don't fucking need to suffice it to say that the wave equation is why computers work and all this motherfucking your toaster your your fucking vehicle everything with a chip a transistor is because of the wave equation right so
1: that was him yeah that's crazy i think it was yeah go on do you reckon that's because like back in the day you if you have break up from marriage you're ostracized from society unless you do something pretty like the only way to come back from Break in with your wife and go and having an orgy in the fucking Alps. No one's talking to you unless you go by the way of revolutionized the world. Well, no, he could have I just think, like panicked that up. I think. I
0: think. Well, yeah. That I mean, it's not until I read it that I realised he was actually um, he was a he was a cat. Like he fooled around a lot. Yeah, that was his nature, and he could he tried to do the whole marriage thing but couldn't pull it off. He just found it really boring.
1: Schrödinger the cat. But they're all they're all on edge.
0: These fuckers. They're all weird. Like Einstein yeah. fucked his cousin, you know. And yeah, a lot yeah. of, a lot of people were like, you know, I'm not listening to you. You fuck your cousin. You're off your head. He's like, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He's like, yeah, you would. You too. think She's that's fucking weird? Hot. Time isn't real. Yeah, <laughs> bang. Time stops. Yeah. How's that? But did you read the letter that Einstein wrote to his wife? No, was it? You can you can look it up. I won't look it up. But it's like, just give me the gist. Give me like, give me the it, text format. It's, it's basically like. 12 dot points on how how we get along in our relationship. And it's just shit like, uh, don't look me in the eye if you sense that I'm grumpy. Uh, do not talk to me while I'm working. I must have dinner in here now. When we're in town, don't try and hold my hand. <laughs> it's, it's the craziest fucked up Einstein's a cunt list ever. Is, um,
0: is uh. Is the PC cancel culture aware of this? Because they might make us um, oh, re- get, re- get rid relativity. of relativity. <laughs> no more
1: relativity yeah. after that fucking comes out. <laughs> Holy
0: what. fuck. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was a twisted fuck. But all these guys, they're fucking twisted, man. There's something cooked about them. Most of them. Yeah. Irvin Schrödinger, who dis- discovered the uncertainty principle. Yeah. And for those who don't know... It was, Hi- was Heisenberg. Sorry, Heisenberg. For those of you who don't know, Heisenberg created the uncertainty principle and... Um, Walter White in Breaking Bad adopted the name Heisenberg because he could be elusive because in the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle you can't pin down the location and speed at the same time time. and that's why Walter White chose the name Heisenberg because you could never catch the motherfucker He was always going to be Elusive. This is. I'm, I'm loving this. This
1: is a ner. But this is the nerdiest. Uh, is the nerdiest shit ever.
0: <laughs> but that's why Walter White called himself fucking Heisenberg. Yeah, right? Fucking go. So you know, um, he was a Nazi,
1: Heisenberg. He's a fucking Nazi. Oh really?
0: Yeah, man. He's like, I'm doing it for Hitler. Fuck yeah, Hitler. I love you, man. Let's do this shit.
1: Well, yeah, America took a lot of those Nazis in because they wanted to make. Like, after the war, you know, they got those Nazi scientists in, didn't they?
0: NASA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alex Jones has got, like, four hours on on his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, basically, it's true as well. Like, they, the V2 rocket from Nazi Germany yeah. turned into the Saturn V5 rocket project that yeah, yeah. went to the moon and all that shit. Yeah. So, Germans took us to the moon. Yeah. But the Jews told us about it through Hollywood. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they helped us make the movies that helped us understand why it was uh, very thrilling. <laughs> 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 I almost said wrong, but I didn't want to pander. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well done. Yeah. Fucking Schrodinger gave a speech about um, about his gave a lecture. He precursed it with, um, people are going to think that I'm crazy. All well, you guys will think that I'm crazy, but just hold off for a second. Um I just wanna don't take me too seriously, but I'm just gonna explain to you what the because uh, like Schroding equate equa- like Schrodinger is responsible for all this shit. Like uh. every everything, the quantum physics and stuff. Uh technology, yeah. The technology, yeah. And like his equation is the base of it all. Uh he gave a lecture where he said, I'm just gonna tell you what my equations actually say And he goes, Don't don't think I'm crazy, but I'll just tell you. And then he had a laugh, and then he explained it in detail. And what he explained was the multiverse.
0: Yeah, he was a big believer in it. Yeah,
1: and uh, but he was he was a he was a spiritual hipster man. Was he was he a believer in it or no? Believer? He
0: he from from the accounts that I've read, yeah, he um, he believed that um, he believed in mushrooms. Oh, really? And he believed that. Uh, you know how two particles can be entangled? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just Google it. But basically, yeah. he believes that because of the Big Bang, we all came from one point in space, that yeah. we're all connected. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's what he believes. Yeah, yeah. He believes that we're all connected, and there's an underlying sixth sense that permeates. Oh, like in, in consciousness yeah, as in well. Yeah, consciousness as well. Like, yeah. for example, um, a lot of you, like, you know, when... You feel something that's happened to your parents and sure enough, yeah. you're correct. Or uh, me, put on a personal level, when my grandfather died, um, I was having a horrific nightmare and I woke up, he was half a world away and, and it was, yeah, I, like my mum came in and I was sweating and I'm like, something bad's happened. She goes, yep, your granddad died and I go, I fucking felt it. yeah. yeah you know, yeah. all that. He believes that we're all connected.
1: I'm very unromantic when it comes to those sorts of things.
0: You don't buy it? I don't buy it. At all? Not... So I just Not. had a yeah. So your opinion would be I just had a coincidental nightmare about my
1: granddad. My my opinion would be that you're a schizophrenic. <laughs> it was yeah, one you fucking should, dream. You should be come. put down.
0: <laughs> are you here right now? Am I doing this pod to know? Yeah, you watch <laughs> that
1: video back,
0: <laughs> and there's no one. Just, fuck! Imagine yeah, that. That would nothing. blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. Fuck! I'd like to swap. Holy that out. Yep. fuck! That would blow my mind. So if you so is that where are you don't believe in aliens?
1: There might there might be aliens. Do you think they're visited? I don't think they've I really. You gotta,
0: you gotta watch Travis Walton abduction
1: and a handful of others. They're fucking Travis, good, man. Is that light fire in the sky, Travis Walton? Yeah, man. I watched the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I there's no. I don't think there's a heap of evidence. And then just when you throw in, when you throw in things like coincidence and how the brain works, that all that stuff is a lot. Seems a lot more reasonable. To me. But there are there are some, like, weird things that I've heard of and stuff. So I'm not 100% sold, but I think I think that's probably more. Like, you know, like, you, like, woke up with your granddad, like, woke up with the sweats, but then you think. So I don't know how long ago that was. So say so there's seven... I was a kid, like, 13, 14. 13, 14. So there's, like, six billion people on the planet then. So if the chances of that happening were one in six billion... Then it would be happening once a day, mm. um, and if it was one in, you know. So just keep go- just keep going. From I get there. it. I get yeah, what yeah. you're saying. I get what you're saying. So like like all there's a large amount of all the crazy coincidences that people base their shit on. You do the math on it, and it's like that's happening. That's happening often enough. Yeah. To happen all the time, and then the the overlap of the. Uh, the thing that happens to you and the thing that happens over here that you put together as meaningful, sure, sure, is yeah. So I mean, that's I,
0: a real mathematical construct. You know, your your foundation is based on mathematics and just luck. Just well, yeah, it happens.
1: Just like the that's it's a they're, statistical they're ec- probability. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's high, yeah. and then it's higher. That's, I get it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get it. But nothing ever has happened to you that's like profound never, and i'm not airy fairy like trust me like once a feather fell on my ex's arm, and she's like oh my god there's an angel nearby <laughs> and instantly i'm like fuck you've torn a hole in my I, down I'm jacket gonna leave, i'm gonna leave this chick. Right? yeah it yeah. was a hole in my <laughs> down jacket i'm like fuck it's a canada goose jacket i had to stitch it up
1: yeah oh man I, I couldn't be with someone like that um yeah yeah no I start starts at uh, uh, you you can have you can have profundity you can have Intense spiritual experiences, like I've taken mushrooms and stuff, and I've just had feelings of awe. There's, there's all, there's all that stuff. All that says is that's a, that's something we are capable of. Mm. Like you don't, you don't need to go. I don't feel like you need to go outside the physical, into the supernatural or anything to explain to explain that. Mm. I think if you if you think about it, it's not. You don't really need to in, include it. Like a feeling of or and oneness that can happen to anyone at any time like fall to their knees and then like that's like saints and shit like that and gurus and, uh, and stuff uh that is something that can just happen in your why can't that just happen in your brain you know it's like we've got this is normal this is like this feels this way it must be supernatural why can't that just be like that so it doesn't it's not that's not compelling evidence for me um so you think it's
0: just taking drugs as a manip- manipulation of brain chemistry, bringing about a euphoric experience? It's got nothing to do with yeah, but crossing it's... over into another world and seeing aliens like DMT and all that jazz, which I've never done and I don't think I will do. Fuck that. I've I've never.
1: I've never. I've done DMT. I've never crossed over though. But I would be. I'm still interested in doing it. So
0: when you cross over, do you will you put it down to? a profound experience or will you put it down to um, smoking this has released a certain amount of brain chemicals, which has rewired my brain into having this profound weird experience, which is all contained in this skull. I have not jumped into a trans dimensional ship and gone across to another. What would you, how would you define it?
1: The most reasonable thing to go is just the brain. And then the, sure. The reason you should think that is the multitude of experiences people report all the time about stuff that happens like like uh, someone that's a uh, like some sort of schizophrenic or whatever can can give you a report of uh, uh, like some sort of creature or something or some sort of experience and um, like so someone get, could have the experience of like a unicorn or something that we know is mythical and not real mm. and it's it is a hundred percent real. To them, and they experienced it, and that's their truth or whatever. Like every every experience and everything anyone ever has, it's all put forwards as it's it's. You should take everything first as something your brain has imagined, because ninety nine point nine percent of anything anyone has ever said as an explanation for anything has been wrong. Mm. And then you need to do some thinking and testing to go. Should Absolutely, I should yeah. I believe this? And once you do that thinking and testing things like I was talking to interdimensional beings become very low probability. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: If, uh, what, what freaks me out about the brain, right? Is that how it's the dichotomy of it. It's absolutely stupid and yeah. absolutely profound at the same time. Like yeah. there's more neurons and synapses in our brain than there are stars in this galaxy. Yeah. Um, such a complex beast. Like, computer scientists are saying it's going to be tremendously difficult to get a construct of the human brain in an ai form like it's yeah. really difficult but then you watch a youtube clip and they're telling you to focus on the players dribbling the basketball and yeah. they're going how many times did you see the basketball get dribbled and you go oh seven and then they go watch the clip again did you see the monkey in yeah. a, a guy in an eight suit yeah. i'm like no i fucking didn't yeah. how did i fucking miss that Because the brain is fucking dumb, yet, at the
1: same time, equally so amazing. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Because the brain only needs to make you survive. Shit, yeah, man, that's it. That's all it does, and to survive, you do not need to see all of reality. That's right. Also, you don't need to see and understand a truthful vision of reality. That's so
0: accurate and yeah. apt. And it, I'm just jumping out of my skin because I read something that you know what color we can see more than any other shade of color? Yeah. Green. We can see more green than any other color yeah, because yeah. from the jungles. The jungle, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had to decipher friend or foe. Yeah. Or animal or leaf. Yeah. Right. And another the brain finishes developing at 25. Yeah. Which I found amazing. I was like, oh, how redundant are we as a species? But no, if you think about it, well this is just my opinion. We had to have a, an immense courageous brain at 25 because how else would we go up against a woolly mammoth yeah. with a fucking stick to try and bring it down to feed our families.
1: Well, I've heard this that the like the teenage brain is the one that was doing all the most of the shit during history because people weren't living that long. Yes. Um you weren't meant to meant is the wrong word, but you could re, you can reproduce. By the time you're fucking thirteen years old, you start having kids.
0: Yeah, King Tut didn't was married. Like he died at fourteen, yeah. but they were all married off really so, early. So
1: back in the day, like we're we're evolving from animals and stuff.
0: That's right. Well, well got, when does a woman menstruate? That's when history was like she's ready. Sorry yeah, to cut you off. No, but,
1: no, but that's yeah, that's hundred percent true. So you think of us coming to um coming to being in the in the Great Rift Valley in Africa, 100,000 100, 100 to three hundred thousand years ago. Is when you're, yeah, probably by the time you're like eighteen, twenty, you're um, you're you're in the fucking thick of it, and I don't know how much longer you survive after that. Especially if you think, um, I just think about you fucking. You get your baby teeth; they fall out, then you get your next set of teeth through. Two sets of teeth. That that second set of teeth starts fucking rotting away in your head, like pretty a lot, quickly yeah, back then. Yeah, and a lot of um, a lot of people, or people were becoming you just die from rotten teeth and shit like that um or infection cut on your hand or whatever so not, not a lot of people are living past 25 Clear. yeah and i think the ancient greeks were sculpting
0: some pretty awesome looking sculptures but in reality they would have been some fucking
1: pale withered horrible teeth people back then Me, may, yeah maybe well i think that i think tribes that some tribes and shit I don't know what the Greeks' teeth would have been like. I know the Greeks took fucking um, psychedelics, though. Did they? Yeah, they had like a once every two or three year festival. They had some sort of like wine where they had some fucking mold in it and shit.
0: Yeah, right. I believe that because I know that they studied. um, uh, The ancient Greeks had the oracle at Delphi. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the way to think of ancient Greece is the United States of America before they were united. Oh, so right. it was California was at war with New York, which was at war with Dallas, Texas, sorry. And Texas was at war with, you get the picture. Yeah, so yeah. That, was, that was Greece back then. And there was also a state called Macedonia. And that's why the Macedonians now are like, no, we weren't Greek. But you were fucking Greek. We just weren't <laughs> united. Anyway, look at me <laughs> being fucking Greek. Greek fucking Greek cunt. <laughs> Everyone's um, Greek. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's Greek is the point. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all visited Delphi. To ask the oracles for help. And then they went back to Delphi in the early 2000s and took soil samples. Yeah. Tripping. Yeah. Psilocybin, baby. Oh, really? Everywhere. There you go. Everywhere. So these wizards and Mm. witches, good witches, whatever, were living in these caves. Yeah. Just getting fucking high as fuck. Yeah. And seeing shit.
1: But yeah. Well, I I reckon you take those shrooms and you do like now kind of the the wisdom from it is in all in like heaps of books and you can like watch stuff on youtube and stuff like mm. the oneness the whatever like that but if you you didn't have that pervading your society and someone took some shrooms your mate took shrooms and then just started talking you'd be like holy fuck like you were laying down you're saying some amazing, amazing outside the box shit. We're all one. There's energy flowing through here, and just yeah, it, it, it would knock you into like yeah, shamanic. Yeah, listen to listen to this dude. He's got something to say.
0: Absolutely, but you you don't know how much history was bent. Like you know, Alexander the Great would visit the. De- uh, w- would visit the, De- the oracle at Delphi and yeah, and they would say, Alexander, you're gonna go far. You're gonna be a maze balls. Yeah, <laughs> but was that the dad slipping some gold coins or something to the witches to say that or Maybe like have him a, up? Have a positive trip.
1: Or do you not? You probably don't want to say.
0: Or was it? Or was it um, prophetic? Was it ordained? Like, did mushrooms open them up to a, a visualization that yeah, this motherfucker's gonna conquer the world,
1: mate? I maybe give you insight maybe a mixture of a mixture of both I, mean, I guess if you hear that as a kid yeah i don't know i don't know but i remember rogan saying like the vikings were fucking taking shrooms yeah so the vikings took shrooms before they raided your village that would freak me the fuck out
0: taking mushrooms and going into battle
1: and raping and pillaging
0: yeah That would freak me out. I would be hell-bent. I'd see one graphic thing, and it would be plastered in my mind forever. Especially, like, Vietnam War, when, like, I can't understand. Could you imagine the sheer terror smoking weed weed in Vietnam? Yeah. The paranoia. I mean, when I smoke weed, i fucking unplug my phone back in the day, you know? And draw my curtains closed. I'd freak out.
1: I hated it. I don't know. There's some points I get to when I'm taking... But the only, only drugs I've done for ages, except for, like, that one fucking pot I did cocaine on recently with the fucking boil when he bought in his fucking magic bag of <laughs> weed, weed, tobacco, <gasps> marijuana, and magic mushrooms and cocaine. Fuck it, I a show bag. It was crazy show bag. Um, But so shroom and weed are the only things that I've done. But I get into a sweet spot on that. And even on when I took that acid during lockdown, I double dropped that acid and went wandering around the empty city for four mm. hours. I get into a sweet spot in that where I feel fairly invulnerable. I don't know if um I don't know if seeing some graphic shit would knock me out of it, but well it seems like when I take like drugs and booze in some sort of combination, I do get into some sort of like ideal child soldier, zombified state where the world is my oyster and I can do as I please with no repercussions and Really? Know, yeah, there's not much fear or anything like that. Yeah, I used to operate right. in that space a lot. It's a good way to um to get yourself a reputation as some sort of like cool dude that yeah. you can never ever live up to. Yes. When you're um not in that state. Yeah. That that used to happen.
0: Going yeah. back to what you said before uh, about how the Vikings used to take shrooms. I understand that happened. I didn't know that, but I get it because I remember um I was nuts about Hitler for ages and um yeah, he.
1: When did you realize he was a bad dude?
0: Yeah, recently I, I'm yeah. working through it. It's one of the hard... It's like finding yeah. out Santa Claus as yeah, well. Yeah, I know it's mm. fucked. But um, he uh put his troops on amphetamines.
1: Yep, yeah, per-
0: Peruvian, Peruvian, something like that. It's called. Yeah, at yeah. the start when no, they started, not just on
1: amphetamines on methamphetamine, methamphetamine. They, were on meth.
0: they were on meth. They were on meth at the start of the war when they invaded Poland in the 1939, in, and
1: the entirety of Germany was on meth. Not just the soldiers, yeah. the entirety. Like they discovered meth, Hitler was like anti, no drugs, no nothing like that, mm. except for fucking pervy and whatever it's called. Yeah. You could buy it over the counter, no prescription. Yeah, a chemist's warehouse. And all of Germany was on it. They had adverts for it. It's like, have a cup of coffee and this. And then it's got like magical housewives doing all the work. Everyone in Germany was meth off their tits.
0: Because it was efficiency. You worked faster, harder and uh yeah the polish troops were freaking out they couldn't pull back in time they were like these german troops aren't stopping and it was they baptized it the blitzkrieg yeah yeah which was like yeah they wouldn't sleep
1: yeah they would just go 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 and they only worked they only worked at the start yeah the blitzkrieg methamphetamine is good for a blitzkrieg
0: and then the come down is horrific
1: yeah but it's not good for when you're uh sitting in trenches yeah <laughs> and you have to do the waiting war yeah yeah, yeah. so they apply that to life if you have a whole lot of shit you need to do in five days, take methamphetamine. Get it done. But if you have a longer life plan to sustain, maybe have shrooms every now and then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta go. All right, I gotta yeah. go as well. It's been fun, man. Yeah, good shit. Um, do you want to plug anything? I'll plug our podcast, the yeah, Oppression listen, Chamber. Yeah, it's the Oppression
1: Chamber podcast.
0: It's funny. It's funny. It's this is more like a loose chat.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is good. This is nice just to have a chat, man.
0: Yeah, I'm just learning more about comics. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks for coming in, man. <laughs>
1: Anything else you want to say? Uh, no, that's it. Any gigs you want to plug? Uh, what have I got? No, I've got nothing substantial on the right. horizon. Just little drips and drabs. All right. John Doar. Come see me in five years. I'll be amazing. Amazeballs. Amazeballs. See ya.